hello everyone. We're here in Annecy, as you can hear by the beautiful birds behind us uh, chirping out the window. And I'm here with Chris Williams. Chris, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm having a great time here in Annecy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us, what have you been doing here? The most important thing. Well, we're here with, the, with our movie, The Sea Beast, that yeah. we've been working on for, for years. And yeah. we had our world premiere uh, yesterday here yeah. at Annecy. And it was an amazing experience. Yeah. I got to, to sit in a theater full of people who love animation and love movies. Mm. And, and the reception was so, it was so generous and so warm and, yeah. and incredibly gratifying after all that hard work yeah. to, to, to feel people being, being moved by it and really having a great experience. That's, that's what it's all about. Toward the end, when everyone started clapping along with the song, <laughs> I thought that was a really great moment. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's one of those moments that you'll be able to take with you, you know? Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, unless you <laughs> went out to the toilet or something and missed it all. <laughs> no, I was there. I was yeah. there. I didn't want to miss a minute of it. Yeah, cool. When the, when the movie ended, there was a, a security guy who was just a few feet behind me, and he was standing there by himself. When the movie ended, he said to himself, Superb, which, <laughs> which felt like a very nice French review. <laughs> you can put it on the poster now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, superb. superb French security guard. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Uh, I've got to say, like something really struck me when you were speaking is the idea of you know loving action adventure stories and sure. you know how I, in my experience they definitely have seemed to to fade away, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, in, in kind of popular culture. Mm -hmm. so, so to see something like this, obviously in an animated form, is really, really nice to mm -hmm. actually see. It's really gratifying to see that someone actually wants to grab a story by, you know, the boots and just run with it. Mm -hmm. You know, originally when you started coming up with this stuff, what was the initial process? Were you just like, I need to make something adventurous? Like, was it just something in you or mm -hmm. how did it start? Well, I, I definitely uh, wanted to make a movie that felt like the movies that I loved growing up. Yeah. Um, I think in some ways that 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 adventure story um, has 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 sort of um, fallen away a little bit. It might be the advent of the Marvel movies have become mm. sort of mm. the thing that has replaced them, um, at least for now. You yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. But when I grew up, the the movies were characters left the known world and ventured out into the unknown. Yeah. Those are the ones that I really responded to. So, mm. uh, I mean, I loved King Kong. Yeah. Obviously, that was a big touchstone for us when yeah. we were working on this movie. And, and I love the fact that there was this actual emotional connection you're able to make to the monster uh, and, of course, the cool monster fights. But that element of leaving the known world and going to the uncharted mm -hmm. island mm -hmm. to discover the yeah. mysteries that lay there, you know, that was a big part of the story as well and, yeah. and something I really responded to. And whether it's Raiders of the Lost Ark or Lawrence of Arabia, those kind of movies I just love. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. being with the characters, experiencing these new things. And yeah. so I, I, I definitely wanted to wear that influence on my sleeve when we made mm -hmm. this movie, for sure. You know, when you talk about something like Lawrence of Arabia, something I don't really see a lot in animated films is scale. Mm. You don't see things scaled up to a massive degree. Yeah. There's very few epic animated films, and it's something mm. I wish I saw. Personally, I saw more of. Mm. There's few I can think of, like The Prince of Egypt, massive mm. in scale, um, Princess Mononoke, you know, those moments where it just... And I'm not just talking about the oh. beast, but the scale of the scope of everything is massive. The size of the world, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something really important for a movie like this is, you know, you're taking us on an adventure in something kind of familiar, Mm -hmm. but unknown. Mm -hmm. So how do you balance that then against, you know, trying to lead people's hand through this new world? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I mean, you're touching on the thing that was yeah. was really important to me very early on. Uh, th this idea that, that I wanted to create a really big and immersive world that had a history to it. Yeah. So we could really take people to this place and, 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 and cast a spell. Whoa, and, okay, cool. You know, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and so I, we talked about movies, whether it's the, the Lord of the Rings movies or the Game of Thrones mm. series or Blade Runner was one we referenced a lot. Really? Whoa, yeah. Yeah, because those are movies where you get a sense that the filmmakers knew their world beyond what they were actually shooting, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. got a sense of a history that yeah. led up to that point. When you watch Blade Runner, you know, yeah. you, get a, you get a whole sense of what led up to this, mm -hmm. or you can speculate, you know, yeah, and you get yeah. a sense that they knew what they were, that they were doing. They didn't just arbitrarily create a set. They yeah. understood what, what led up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, and I really wanted that, whether okay. it was in the, in the, 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 the sense of the culture of the place, mm -hmm. the design of the place, the language. Yeah. You wanted to get a sense that, that you could go anywhere in this map and it would, and it would be realized. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big, a big part of it was that the experience of being in this place, like when I watched Lord of the Rings yeah. or Game of Thrones, um, the, the experience of, of being there is almost as important as the story being told, you yes. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I really wanted that. And, and mm. of course, we had amazing uh, designers mm. and, and who, who really took that ball <laughs> and ran with it. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the movie. You yeah. know how incredible it is. Yeah, really um, incredible. So it's, it's uh, credit to them yeah. that they were able to... Um, so that, that I could sort of just shoot my mouth off and say, <laughs> I want it to be big and massive and amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then they have to actually execute the big and massive and amazing thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I do, I, I agree with you in the sense of when you first see the inevitable, that feels like a history in that ship, just yeah. even visually. I know, I think the first time I see it, you panning, kind of sweeping the camera around it. But, mm -hmm. you know, that big monster's head, it just feels heavy and weighted and mm -hmm. smart that, like, all the decisions in designing that ship are for its functionality. Mm -hmm. You know, like the undercoating of all those rainbow shells. Obviously, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's protection or something. Yeah. But that's, I'm just like, wow, that's, they've thought all this through. Or mm -hmm. one moment where I was like, okay, I think I really appreciate this is, uh, you know, when the first mate, Sarah, yeah, Sarah, yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah Sarah, when she fires a shot and then drops the gun. Oh, yeah. Rather than trying to reload it and stuff right. or, or shooting multiple shots. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that was so cool. <laughs> I was like, okay. And then she just pulls out another gun, you know. That Yeah, that yeah. was really important to us. I mean, the, the ship is still amazing to me. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd worked on the movie Moana, and, yes. and in Moana, she had a boat that had maybe like six ropes or eight ropes on yeah. it, and the, those ropes almost sank the entire production. It was a real, <laughs> ropes are a real technical They're challenge, hard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we go ahead, and I had not learned my lesson, because now we're gonna set a movie in on the a ocean. ship, yeah. in one of these, these tall ships that have yeah. literally hundreds of ropes on them, and and the 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 artists and, and the, they really wanted to make this ship complete yeah. and not sacrifice mm -hmm. because you'd sort of feel it it would be mm -hmm. just less convincing and and so they they created all those ropes and and created that that incredible ship yeah. and and so which of course is critical for that feeling of of, of immersion. Yeah. Um, and we, we had a consultant named Gordon Lacko who had Amazing. worked on Master and Commander. Oh, okay, yeah. And cool. so he knows his stuff, yeah. all things seafaring, right? Yeah, yeah. So we're able to talk to him about the, 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 the functionality of the ship mm -hmm. and even things like the, the way that the ship, the way that the crew would, 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 would be organized, you yes. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so you, and even sometimes we don't focus on it, but yeah. the ship was, was functioning in a practical way that made mm -hmm. sense. 
and and so we and, and yeah. we took that stuff really seriously. And, and even if the audience doesn't ex exactly know why um, that it it should feel plausible and and, and it should feel um, believable. Yeah. And, and 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 all these little things add up to that, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of little decisions. Yeah. It's like you said, the world exists beyond where the camera points. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So you want that to be working. Mm -hmm. And you, yeah, when you talk about mastering commander, that's so true because watching something like that, you feel life at sea, and you mm -hmm. can feel the, you know, the way that people just slip into their roles. It's kind of mm -hmm. when I, when I was on it. Sometimes I watch it. I work on live action films and it really reminds me of that idea of you know being on set or something. Mm -hmm. The director tells someone something, but they're not the one that gives the note. It's the first AD that mm -hmm. kind of starts shouting things right. and everything, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like it goes down the chain step yeah. by step. Whereas he's like, we need to do this, and then other people take control of that. Yeah. And it's it, really it's important. an it's an organism. Yeah, and exactly. you have to understand how that organism works to yeah. be able to execute it. Yeah, yeah. And so we did a little bit of work learning about that stuff. I went onto ships and pulled on ropes and tried did to get really? my head around it a little bit. We didn't go out to sea, but I went to, <laughs> okay, to you know, yeah. naval museums. Oh, okay. We went to the onto the ship where they actually shot Master and Commander down in San Diego. Oh, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, and, and 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 they were great about letting just because until you're there and you actually pull on the right ropes, you don't really quite, <laughs> you okay, can't really understand how, yeah. how, they, how they work. Um, but, but Gordon, our consultant, was yeah. essential as far as really taking yeah. it all the way towards real authenticity. Yeah. But in order to get all that, obviously, you have to spend a lot of time doing it. So you must have to make sacrifices in other areas then. What, what was there like a playoff and having all these ropes, did you say, maybe we won't have multiple costumes all over this. They're all going to wear the same thing. <laughs> Well, I try not to be too conscious of limitations myself, cool. Perfect. right? Yeah. I'll let other people sort of <laughs> swoop in and try to convince me not to do things. Yeah. Um, but but generally, I don't know, like the, the whether it's the artists or even on the management side, they want to make a great movie too, exactly. you know? So everyone's yeah. doing everything they can to give me everything that I want, yeah, right? Of course, yeah, yeah. And, and so, and, and Netflix was very supportive, you know, and they knew right away this was going to be a really big mm -hmm. and really ambitious movie. Yeah. So they knew what they were <laughs> getting involved with yeah, yeah, when, yeah. They, when they decided to make this movie with yeah. me. Um, and so I got to say, I, I, I got nearly everything I wanted. Nearly everything. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, there's going to be these small sacrifices here and there. Of course. Yeah. Um, you can only have so many soldiers' uniforms and things like that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but course, yeah. but I, got, I got nearly everything I wanted and wow. certainly everything I could have asked for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking more in the sense of like, you know, it, if... I guess in that sense, you know, you are talking about an ambitious film, whereas something more limited, you definitely do have to think about the sacrifice of where you're going to spend most of the time working, mm -hmm. as mm -hmm. opposed to where things are going to fall off, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it can definitely impact the production, but sometimes the best decisions come out of those moments as well. You know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's the limitation of time is always there. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, that is finite. <laughs> <laughs> True, yeah. And, and you're always sort of working against yeah. that, that clock, yeah, yeah. and you're trying to get as many cracks at it as possible. It's such an iterative process, and exactly. so whether yeah. it's rewriting a scene, re-storyboarding a scene, yeah. looking at an editorial over and over again, all the way into uh, 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 previs and layout and animation, yeah. you have all these opportunities to make it better, yeah. right? Um, and, and but then at a certain point it's mm -hmm. the shot is done yeah. and it's very hard at that point yeah, yeah. <laughs> occasionally you can do it 
<laughs> Occasionally I try. Um, oh, but to push it, it past. But there's, a, there's a point, yeah, where I get irresponsible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, there's a point where, where it's over, and, you, and so you do have to maximize every opportunity and seize every opportunity, yeah. not let an opportunity slip by. Of course, yeah. Um, for, where you don't examine something and say, could this be better? Is, mm-hmm. have I, can I, can, is there, have I made assumptions? Do I need to challenge my own assumptions? Should we have a conversation about this? Who, yeah. who has a better idea? Great. You know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a very collaborative. Mm-hmm. I think when animation is, is done right, it's an incredibly collaborative yeah. process. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's certainly not, <laughs> it is certainly not just me. Yeah, of course. Um, and, 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 and I try very hard, whether it's in the story room or, or any setting, to make sure that people understand that, that their opinion is important or well, at least yeah. can be heard. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. In that sense, you're kind of like a conduit for them, you know? Yes, I use that word oh, a lot. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes. you're like a filtered down through it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. certainly I need to have a point of view and I have, an, I have to have my own idea about what is the best version of the movie or scene or moment yeah. at any given time, right? Yeah, That's yeah. my responsibility. Mm-hmm. At the same time, if someone has a better idea, I'm all ears, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's great. Please, please have a better idea. <laughs> and if you do, it's in the movie, you yeah, know? fantastic. And there's no egos, you know? And I think that I when mean, people start to shut yeah. down, yeah. Uh, egos are the enemy of, of yeah. great animation, I think. Yeah, yeah. And when you start to, when you start to shut down um, uh, other people's points of view, a lot of times that's coming from insecurity, mm-hmm. you know? So you have to be willing to, to hear everybody. And, and, and we had an amazing story team. Wow. And, and, and a lot of their, a lot of the movie is me just channeling their fantastic ideas into the movie. Yeah. It's something you said there. It's like getting out of the way of your own ego. For sure. Really important actually, because you're right. It, it can be just totally detrimental to the process if you're not actually listening to the good ideas that are coming through from these people, you know? Absolutely. I mean, there is this thing. We are human beings that like affirmation. You know, we want to be told that we had a great idea and that Mm -hmm. we're super smart and the Virginia says we want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that isn't always the best thing. Exactly. You know, you, 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 if that's, if that's all you ever get, Mm. then, then the movie isn't going to get any better. You know, it's going to just sort of plateau at a certain point. Exactly. And it's, and it's great. And sometimes it's, if someone volunteers a different idea and I don't think it's quite right, we'll talk about it and it will Mm. lead to then another, a different idea. You know what I mean? That third idea. Ah, okay. That is a byproduct of just that, that, that environment, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's where the creative environment is so critical. It's like any one person isn't the most important thing. The most important thing thing is is the climate mm. you know exactly and so yeah. that's a lot of my responsibility is to make sure that we have the right environment yeah. where everyone feels comfortable just wow. saying what they're yeah. thinking what's yeah. on their mind you know and and then at the same time i do need to have an opinion about mm. what i think is the best version yeah um but so does everybody else yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know and let's yeah. and let's talk about it yeah you know? i really like that because you know leaders set the environment so it, it filters down from the top always. It's really, really critical, you know. Hopefully. So if you've got the right ideas and, or certainly not the right ideas, the right attitude to understand that, like you said, you're a conduit for your staff's ideas. For sure. Or, you know, something else like, something it took me a long time to understand is, even beyond that, I am not my ideas. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, it, like, I mean, just because someone doesn't like my ideas doesn't mean they don't like me. You right. know, and it's yeah. hard to get past that. Mm-hmm. So, like, to to be able to, I think it's an important thing to say, and I I hope it helps someone out there eventually mm-hmm. if they ever listen to this. But like, it's okay to 
someone, someone say, well, you know, that's, I can see where you're going with that, but we're, we're thinking about going in this other direction. Yeah. What have you got going that way, mm -hmm. you know? And it's really, really important. Yeah, that can't yeah. be, that, that should never be a devastating moment, you know what I mean? And especially, <laughs> and, and, you know, doing this for now decades, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I'm way past the point of, of taking things personally, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, it's to just a degree, like, let's, I'm let's sure. Mix, yeah, yeah and let's mix it up, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's talk about it. And, and it's so subjective, you know? Wow, yeah. Like, it's hard to speak in terms of right or wrong with something as subjective as a, as a story that you're mm -hmm. telling or a movie that you're making, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can go to a movie with, you know, Know, a bunch of friends who you think are smart and you like and you respect and you can walk out of the movie with very different opinions totally about it yeah. because we're all different people and we all respond to different things and we all have different life experiences so it's an incredibly subjective thing yeah. so ultimately it does come down to my subjective opinion is I think it should be this and someone yeah. else's subjective opinion mm -hmm. is they think it should be something else yeah, yeah. and that's great yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, course, like, that's yeah. fantastic yeah, and, uh, and, and otherwise we're just become a bunch of robots right <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Agree, uh, agreement so, man. so yeah. you always have to keep that in mind. I mean, there is then, you know, conversely, there, there is a responsibility to, to not, um, to give notes in a personal way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To not give okay. them in an assault, in an insulting way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not to not belittle someone else's ideas, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that will shut down a room very quickly. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. so it's important to make sure that people understand that that's not the way to do it. And, yeah. and if you can't help yourself, then you can't be part of this process. Yeah. You know, you can't make someone feel bad about volunteering their point of view. Did it take you time to learn that? Or like, do you remember starting to understand that throughout your career? Um, I think, you know, my, my first experience was working on, in the story department, was yeah. working on Mulan. That was a long time ago at Disney. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and it, was a, it was a great story team, very vocal, yeah. and a great first, uh, my yeah. first experience uh, in animation, yeah. uh, beyond doing in between drawings for Lion King. <laughs> but my first sort of real job in yeah. animation was working on Mulan. And, and, and that really was a, a great template for me of, okay. of how it should be. And really? where people are just really, really collaborative. Mm. Um, everyone's point, because... Myself, Dean DeBlois, who had yeah. just started around the same time, was on the story team. Uh, we were we were <laughs> brand new, young, yeah. and uh, and we were heard, you know. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so it's important to me to 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 make sure that I'm doing the same thing now that I've been okay. around a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. That's really good to hear. I'll shift gears slightly because I do want to ask. We we did talk about technical stuff, but I got distracted. Sorry. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, That's probably my fault. No, no, not at all. I got distracted because these are things I think are important. These are human things you need to learn, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's better to talk about it and see where people's points of view are. But um, I know because you know this is for Cartoon Brew. They want to hear about the animation process. Right, you know? right, right. So like. One thing that struck me is, okay, difficult with the ships, so many ropes, sails. You're also in water, nearly all of it. You know, there's a lot of simulation involved. Mm -hmm. Like, did it ever go totally wrong? And you're just like, this is not working. <laughs> the, uh, well, I should say that, that the technical side is not my area of expertise. Of course, right? yeah. So, uh, thankfully, like I can barely work <laughs> yeah. my phone. So, like, <laughs> like, people are sometimes stunned of how useless I am when it comes to technology, <laughs> yeah. considering I work on these, yeah, these yeah, big yeah. CG movies. I know that, you know, we mentioned the ropes. Everyone, yeah. it's, it's always the unexpected, right? Or the thing you, you, didn't, you, mm. you didn't count on. So, we worked with this great team at Sony Imageworks in Vancouver. Yeah. And, and they knew that the water was going to be a thing, and they knew that the ropes were going to be a big challenge. Yeah. So they really prepared for that, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they, they, they got ahead of it, and the ropes ended up not being too hard. Great. The, I know, you know, I, one thing I, I was, they would talk to me about is the fact that the sails were sort of um, 
a, a, a new challenge for them yeah. um, the, to make those sales really fill with wind the right way and, and to feel authentic yeah. and to be believable. And so they, they, I know that they struggled to get that right for a long yeah. time. Okay. But then, of course, I mean, you've seen it. They did it. They did. <laughs> it works yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I know for them that was one of the new challenges amazing. that kind of that blindsided them a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, but beyond that, you know, like, like they, they had worked on a lot of uh, movies before that have... Um, uh, where they have creatures of big scale, yeah. and and they've worked on movies with a lot of water, and so they were, they were prepared. <laughs> yeah, you know, they yeah. were one of the few studios on earth that could have handled a movie like this. You know, so we went to the right place. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's there's such a there's a great thing happening in animation where I think everyone really feels that we're going in this amazing direction, telling. Uh, we're, we're telling stories that have very different tones, mm -hmm. very different looks, you know. Yeah. I think everyone is really wanting to kind of, we're, we're all inspired by each other. You know, yes. a movie like Spider-Verse comes out, everyone gets really yeah. excited, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. And, and, um, and, and, and I, I think that, the, 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 that right now that there's this, there's this spirit of everyone really rising to a challenge, you know. Yes, I agree. Like there's yeah. a thing in animation yeah. that I feel... Where, where people don't shrink or run away from a challenge and say, oh, that's hard, I don't want to do it. Yeah. They say, that's hard, so I can't wait to sink my teeth into it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's this, this animation ethos yeah. that, that I think the movies really benefit from. Yes, you know? I agree. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I mean, I, I've, I've been sort of in a place of taking stock a little bit. You know, I've, okay, uh, great. In, yeah. in having, having, I've, it's been about 30 years that I've been working in animation. And, yeah. and when I think about where we were when I was when I was studying animation at yeah. Sheridan College in, in Canada. Okay. Um, yeah. When people thought of animation at that time, they thought of um, Saturday morning cartoons primarily, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Disney had had some success with Little Mermaid and Aladdin to come out, um, but you know that was not like a, a necessarily a sure thing. And yeah. and and to think that, or or I should say, it wasn't you know it hadn't become sort of fortified in the way that it has, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and to think about where we are now, you know what I mean? To think about how the, the movies that, that Disney continued to put out, the advent of Pixar, mm -hmm. the discovery of, in North America, of Miyazaki films, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and on and on and on, yeah. and what Chris and, and Phil are doing with mm -hmm. the Spider-Verse and Mitchells versus the Machines, and, and a movie like I Lost My Body comes oh out, my God. Yeah. Uh, a Flea comes out, yeah. you know, these yeah. movies that are, are taking anim animation in a whole other direction. Mm -hmm. I Lost My Body was one of the best movies I saw that year. Yeah, I totally. loved it. Yeah. And, and to think about where we are now, you yeah. know, yeah. and I know that we're still fighting this fight of, of trying to uh, make some portions of the entertainment industry understand that animation is not a genre. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, we we we've come so far, so and far. I see the direction we're going in, and it's really really exciting. And I think it is, in large part, because of this relatively small community of people who work in the animation industry that are so proud and so yeah. excited by what they're seeing yeah. be created, and they want to they want to be in there, and they want to be in the forefront, and yeah. they want to make more exciting, more interesting, yeah. more diverse things. Yeah, yeah. And so it's it's an incredibly exciting moment, I think, for animation right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And when I think about, I, I feel like I sort of, I I I got in animation at a at a really pivotal time, yeah. and it's been it's been relentlessly interesting <laughs> ever since. Yeah, you know that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> but I think you're so right in the sense of like, there's no point in settling into formulas in that sense. You right. you have to break them all the time. Yeah, and that's really why Disney was so successful early on, because. Mm -hmm. 
you know, the first film Snow White, nobody expected that obviously to be mm. a hit. And then he took, I think people forget how big a hit that was. Mm. It's like en Avengers Endgame level right. huge. Yes. Like it made so much mm -hmm. money that it funded his next four films mm -hmm. and none of them made money <laughs> except for Dumbo, yeah. you know. But yeah. every time they made a film, they challenged themselves. And when mm. they got to Bambi, that's when you know the advent of the nine old men really took off because sure. that's challenging mm -hmm. them and you know they took reins of the studio then but the world is smaller now connectively wise mm -hmm. it really really helps and yeah people can make these things from their bedroom now you know <laughs> right. so it's there you know? well we did <laughs> <laughs> yes, i mean for two years we were we, yeah. just as we were ramping up the crew yeah. um we got sent home for nearly two years yeah 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 and uh, and I did find that to be really challenging because I like okay. to be in a room with people and, really, and yeah. I want it to be collaborative. And you know how it is with those Zoom meetings. Yeah. And so I, fortunately, I got to work with uh, the VizDev team and the story mm -hmm. team uh, for about a year and a half before we were sent home. So there was this okay, comfort. Cool. Yeah. Uh, there's this famili familiarity that allowed us yep. to to sort of just sort of take that that, that chemistry yeah. um, onto our screens. Yeah. But a lot of the people, a lot of the animators I was working with, um, they, uh, they, they were, I, I never, I still have yet to meet them in person. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a, a challenge on top of <laughs> everything yeah, yeah. That, it, that it is to make a, yeah. uh, an animated film. Yeah, cool. One thing I really found stood out is the performances, specifically of Captain Crow. Mm. I, I, that's not something you often see. Mm -hmm. um, the vigor of that performance, you know, mm. the sheer weight on this man's shoulders. I think you really nailed that. But could you mm -hmm. talk about developing that a bit more with Jared or like how did that? Sure, you could say I nailed it, but it was Jared <laughs> Harris that nailed it. I mean, what an actor. Yeah. I, I've worked with, with great actors and, yeah. and he's up there as, yeah. with, with some of the best I've ever been able to work with. And I think he's one of our great living actors. I'm not exaggerating, yeah, he's incredible. Right. and. And um, and so we had, you know, whenever you you endeavor to cast a character, you come up with kind of a list of, of okay, actors you're perfect. thinking about. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and then I had seen the miniseries The Terror. Oh well, uh, yeah, yeah. And and he's in that, and he was Jared Harris, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I think he's the guy. Yeah. And uh, and and he was just awesome. Yeah. And and a really critical performance because. Um, people end up really sort of strangely liking or at least empathizing with Captain Crow in spite yeah. of the fact that he does some pretty dreadful things. Yeah. And I think that's a credit to, to his performance that mm -hmm. he, he's able to, he has so many layers yeah. <laughs> to his performance where, where he conveys this, uh, this authority. Yeah. You know, you understand he would be a, a suitable captain and something that they would all revere and respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but at the same time, there's this, there's this emotional ferocity, um, and then there's also this vulnerability. There's, you, you know that he's, for a, a good long stretch of the movie, uh, motivated by, by emotional pain yeah. and, and loss. Yeah. And, and so you, in, you know you're, you're kind of afraid of him, but at the same time you, you feel empathy for him. Yeah. And, and he's able to convey all these things. Yeah, it's so, I mean, for him, it's seemingly so effortlessly. Really, he just has well, this yeah. natural power to him. Yeah. And so it was for me, obviously, like a real thrill to be able to work with someone like that. But our entire cast was amazing. I mean, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. I mean, yeah, course, that yeah. guy was such a workhorse. He had yeah. the most lines in the movie, and <laughs> and we made him at the end of every session. We had to make him fight sea monsters for our effort sound. So it was throwing spears and slashing swords and falling off of cliffs and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And and so. 
that's exhausting to yes. make those sounds over and over and over again. And he left our sessions just wiped out every wow. time, but always in good spirits. You know, he was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then Zara's Angel Hater playing Maisie was such yeah. a discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she's one of those people that just really makes the whole process. It, it, it really, it, making an animated movie can be tough, long yeah. days, it can be a, a grind at times. Um, but when you have sessions like that with, with this, with someone who is so, so sweet, but at the same time, so talented and so excited, you know, just to be part of the movie, yeah. um, it really just kind of fills your sails, <laughs> if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> yeah. um, and, uh, but she was just remarkable, and I can't wait for people um, to see this movie, if yeah. only to hear her performance. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, thank you so much for your time. I thank you. super appreciate it. Congratulations Thanks. again. I know it's been a long road. Um, but listen, enjoy the rest of your day. Okay? Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, man.